less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, short with Martin Holland. Hello, Cash Flow Contractors. This is uh, Martin. Khalil is in Morocco and will be gone for a few days. He asked me to uh, record a podcast on my own, which I've never done before. So uh, I'm giving it a shot here. I've uh, actually got everything loaded up. We'll see how it goes. When interviewing yourself, it's always kind of a difficult, um, difficult thing to do because uh, I'm a difficult person to interview, especially me, because I can anticipate all my answers. But I was trying to think about something that would be good to, uh, to discuss um, without Cleo here to ask his great questions. And what I hit upon was mindset. Uh, if you've listened to our podcast at all for any time, you know that I'm primarily a numbers guy. And actually, this month, I'm, I won't tell you what month it is, but as of this month, within a few days, I will have been in small business, active in small business for 49 years. And for most of that 49 years, I was a numbers guy. Uh, there's certain comfort in numbers. It's objective. You can get an answer. You can add two numbers up and get a correct answer and an incorrect answer. And so there's, there's comfort in that. And maybe there's a little bit of left brain as opposed to right brain, people who tend to think objectively more than subjectively. But for most of my career, I was a numbers guy. I think I like people. Well, I know I like people, and I think people like me, so... It's not a question of I don't like people. It's just that I can answer questions about number much more easily than I can answer questions about uh, how people think and how people behave. So anyway, I kind of wanted to pick a subject then that um, is a little bit out of my comfort zone. Not really out of my comfort zone, but it's, it's relatively new to me. When I started coaching uh, 12 years ago now, I thought that... Uh, People would be really interested in numbers, and they are. But I found out quickly that where the action is in business and success in business is between the ears. It's in attitude. And so I've read a lot on the subject. doesn't make me a, a master of science of how the brain works. I'm not going to try to promote all the endorphins or, or um, all the different, not endorphins, what is it? Anyway all the uh, different chemicals that get released and how they work. But one thing I have come to understand is that about 95, 90, 95% of what we do is governed by our subconsciousness. And we're not even aware necessarily, or most often we're not even aware of what our subconscious is, how it's directing us. Um, you can kind of tell your subconscious if you want to pay attention, do you immediately say, oh no, I can't do that. Or do you say, yeah, we'll give it a shot, right? So much of what we do, uh, things like you slept on the same side of the bed last night, you got up at the same time this morning, brushed your teeth the same way, drove your car to work, you left at the same time, you drove the same route. There are just many, many things that are governed by our subconscious that we're not even aware of. And so I came to understand that mindset is a very, very powerful um uh, factor in success. And the problem with it is we're not aware of the mindset that we have. Um, 
Chris Voss, who wrote the book Never Split the Difference, he's a former um, chief FBI hostage negotiator, negotiator. Great book if you want to read it. But I heard him on a podcast the other day, and he made a great point about subconscious. And that is that our subconscious is mostly negative. And uh, the way he's, it, it has evolved that way. And what he said that I got a kick out of was that the optimists were eaten by lions, right? So our survival over the millennia when we were running around in the jungle or on the plains, uh, the optimists got eaten and the pessimists stood a better chance of, of uh, surviving. Now that maybe is why we got here, but I'm more interested in the fact that this is where we are. Um, just a quick story about something where um, mindset affected somebody. Uh, one of my companies, or a company that I was a CEO of, a few years ago, many years ago now, I guess over 20 years ago, we had hired a new sales director in Georgia. Well, actually Florida, uh, come to think of it. Micanopy, Florida, which the uh, Doc Hollywood was filmed there. It's a beautiful little town. But anyway, that's where this new man um, that we hired lived. And he wasn't doing very well. He had all the credentials. He had uh, worked in the industry. Um, he had always been an employee, not a sales guy, but he'd worked in the industry, he understood the intricacies, the engineering type um, factors that went into selling. So he had the credentials, but he just wasn't doing very well. So I flew down there to find out. And he had come from humble backgrounds, and I knew that. But other than that, I didn't really know why he would be struggling so much. Well, I found out quickly. Uh, I was sitting next to him in the office, our office down there, when his phone rang, and he said, excuse me, i got to take this. It's a customer. And the first words out of his mouth were, hi, Brian. I've got that bid for you. Are you sitting down? He immediately got my attention. Are you kidding me? Are you sitting down? I tried to stop him with signals and cutting my throat and all that, and he held up his hand and pushed me away and proceeded to spend the next 10 minutes telling this guy why the bid was so expensive. So he introduced the thought that our bid was high, and then he spent the next five or 10 minutes explaining it and driving the point home in the customer's mind. Now, the bid was for about a fifth of our normal sale or average sale price. It was $10,000 bid in that area. And our average price at that time was about $50,000. Well, this sales manager thought that $10,000 was a lot of money. It was a fifth of our average sale, but he thought it was a a lot of money, and we were selling to, I'll just call them institutions. It, it wasn't a business to, uh, to uh, consumer sale. It was a B2B sale. And so when he hung up, I couldn't believe it. I was just going out of my mind. And his attitude about that sale, his thinking that it was too high, affected him, and it affected us. And we lost the sale, and this man lost his job. And that's kind of how subconscious thinking works. Out of his subconscious came the idea that this was expensive, came the, the idea or the effort to try to explain the high price and to talk the customer out of the sale, which ultimately cost him his job. 
Now, a person growing up in Micanopy, Florida, uh, who hears throughout his life that it's too expensive, we can't afford it, nice things are for rich people, begins to think that money is a source of pain and scarce, scarce resource and something to be con to worry about and to long for. Well, that just reinforced his subconscious belief, the fact that he lost his job and we lost the sale, I'm sure reinforced his subconscious belief. Now, I have little doubt that we would have made the sale without his effort to uh, try to explain the high price, without him planning the idea that it was a high price and that he tried to sell it. But what happened instead was that his subconscious beliefs about money were reinforced by something that affected him negatively. I'm sure that to this day, this man thinks that money is the source of all his problems. Well, what could he have done about that? Well, it's difficult, as I said, because, well, let me, another man named Gary John Smith in his book, uh, Un-F Yourself, asterisk, 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 K, Un-F Yourself book, makes the point that we have about 50,000 thoughts a day. Each one of them is a conversation with ourselves, and most of them were unaware of that were even happening. So how does one change that? It affects us. I, I, hear, I hear it in my clients, and I bring it to the foreground when I hear people say, like, well, people like me or people like us or I didn't have a college degree just begins to shine a light that maybe their subconscious is dragging them down. And I like to... Uh, Use the metaphor as if your subconscious brain were a lake that you can't see through, but every now and then a fish jumps up above and you get a glimpse of it. We need to pay attention and say, is that true? Uh, had I had time to work with this man in, in uh, Florida before, before I just heard the phone call ad hoc upon arriving there, we might have talked about, is that a lot of money? I don't know that I could, quote, talk him out of it, but I could present him evidence to the contrary that for a business, a 10,000 in a business of the size of the company we were selling to, I, I know who they are, that's not a lot of money. And had we had time to talk about that and were he willing to even give it a shot uh, to fake it till you make it, as the saying goes, and maybe with false confidence, but at least with uh, determination, present it just on the facts and without the, uh, with, without the, uh, I want to say, shadowing or without the pressure to describe it as uh, an expensive, you know, without comment of, are you sitting down? We might have been able to work that and finish that sale, showing that $10,000 was not a lot of money, and then begin to, uh, begin to shape his mind toward the next job and the next job and the next job. So our subconscious beliefs come from a lot of places and there are conversations with ourselves. A lot of times we, we accept uh, an action, a belief, a comment as being true. We put it into our subconscious. We don't think again, but we begin to gather evidence as this man surely did uh, by losing his job that that the belief that we have subconsciously is, in fact, true. If we pull it out, examine it, and ask the question, is that true? Then we can begin to gather evidence 
to the contrary and start to remove the damaging um, that the damaging effects of having uh, damaging subconscious beliefs. I use the uh, phrase that everybody's heard, fake it till you make it a little while ago. That is the way to do it. Uh, I like the way Brian Tracy says it better. Brian Tracy says, act as if. It is to spot one of these fish jumping out of the lake. If it's a positive uh, subconscious belief, leave it alone and go with it. If it's a damaging subconscious belief, ask, is that true? Does anybody hire good people these days? Are there any Gen Z people who really are, are good employees and really willing and hard workers? Is there anybody who's ever bought anything for $10,000 and been happy with the result? And the answer, of course, to all those things are yes, and we can start to modify what we think. And we, but we have to act as if. So we have to take that courage, go contrary to our uh, instincts, act as belief, or act as if, and begin to change the subconscious beliefs that are damaging us and holding us back. So anyway, just a little bit about our mindset. Our mindset just controls so much of what we do. It manifests itself through the beliefs that we have that are, uh, exist in our subconscious. They control our thinking, whether we're aware of it or not. And the trick, of it, the trick is to become aware of why we're thinking something. And then ask, is that true? And then work to gather contrary evidence that prove that the negative subconscious belief is not true. So anyway, uh, one of my subconscious beliefs was that I couldn't pull off a uh, podcast uh, by myself without the techies around. And uh, although it isn't published yet, I may have done that. So there you go. I acted as if, and now we have a podcast. Anyway, I hope you have a great rest of the year, guys, and that we're working hard for less stress, more free time, and more money. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.